Welcome to the podcast of New City Church. We hope this podcast inspires you on your journey of inward and outward transformation. Please join us on Sundays. You can find more information on our website, grownewcity.church. God bless you. Amen. We may not be kids now, but we have always been hey. children of God. Amen. So um, how many of you are into TikTok? Have you gotten into TikTok yet? Um, well, I love TikTok. TikTok is the app that I download, delete, and re-download the most again. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Like five years ago when I was single, it was Grinder, and now it's TikTok. <laughs> Amen. Um, download, delete, re-download. Now, I download, delete, re-download TikTok probably one to two times a day. That's like 14. <laughs> it's like my way of controlling my phone, like not spending three hours a day on TikTok. I love TikTok. You should not use TikTok. <laughs> TikTok is great. And um, there is a TikTok trends, right? And TikTok sound. So like the way that TikTok audio works is that you can have multiple videos and you've got multiple people with the same sound. So like the same kind of dance. That was a dance, by the way. Um, so it wasn't clear. It wasn't clear. Um, and then, um, you know, like, like kind of the same kind of jokes, right? And there is this TikTok sound that I think speaks to what it means to be an adult. Mm-hmm. And the video is always like a, a, an adult, usually a young adult, in bed, having to get up and go to work. That's what the video is. Like, you start out, the scene is like them stumbled up to a pillow with like fuzzy hair, and then somehow getting to usually their remote workstation into their desk. And the sound is... It's time to cosplay as a person who has their shit together. Okay? Um, that's what that sound is. So if you miss that, it'll never happen again. Um, no, but like, uh, it's time to cosplay as a person who has their stuff together. So like, the, why does that perfectly capture what it is to be an adult? Because something about being an adult is acting. Something about being an adult is theater. Something about being an adult is costumes and props. Mm. Mm. Something about being an adult is pretending. Mm. Mm. And can I tell you that pretending is exhausting? Yeah. There are lots of dimensions that we can look at the text about what it means to be a child and what it means to be an adult. But the dimension I want to look at is difference between the real you, the true you, the child of God you, and the fake you, the false you, the construct that you created, that we created for the empire. And what we're learning today, this is what we're learning today, that rest is about being kind to the real you, the true you, the child of God you. The rest is about being kind to the real you, the only you that matters. Amen. The rest is about being kind to that. So let's go back to the scripture. We're finding out that children are approaching Jesus and the disciples reject them. Not only do we reject them, not only tell them no, rebuke them. Why? And we can imagine why, right? Jesus is this important figure. And, and these, these kids aren't, aren't that important. Jesus is this significant rabbi, and, and these kids aren't, aren't that educated, right? Jesus is this influential, important, sacred, holy, worthy individual, and, 
these kids are just a distraction. So they're rejected because they're, according to disciples, not with enough, not significant enough, not educated enough. They're a distraction. But we find out that sometimes the people of God who look at something as a distraction, and we find out later, Jesus tells us that it's actually the center of everything. It's actually at the center of what the kingdom of God is about. I think children represent the real you. Mm. I think there is a you across, let's say you live 80 years. There is a you that was there when you were six months old, and a you that will be there when you're 72. There is a you that was there when you were eight, and you were cool. And there was a you that is there when you're 22, and you are cool. There, there's a you that's there when you're 13, and a you that's there when you're 68. That is the real you, the common denominator between all those ages, all those seasons, all those jobs, all those resumes, all that education. That's the real you. And so children come as their authentic and full selves. And then what happens? The empire happens. The world happens, right? We change, sometimes to survive. We change. We build this construct because we're told that our childlike self is not enough. It's not smart enough. It's not cool enough. It's not important enough. Who we really are, our authentic self is not enough. So we have to build this construct. Uh, we have to build this resume. We have to build titles and positions and stuff. And to be clear, before I like kind of like stamp on that, like we have to function in the world, right? Like your LinkedIn page is not inherently sinful. You've got to function in the world, right? Your portfolio and your resume are not inherently bad. It's just that it's not your real you, your true you, your child of God you. It's just decoration. It's just a construct, right? But the problem is that the empire tells you that you need to invest in your construct and not your child of God's self. Woo. So the empire tells you, you need to bleed for your construct, for a system, for a title, for a position, for an income. And we do, we bleed for corporations who would never bleed for us. We bleed for jobs that would never bleed for us. We bleed for concepts and constructs and systems that aren't real. How many of us have bled for deadlines mm. that we mm. created? <laughs> Or other people who are no smarter than you and I created. And so rest is about being kind, not to the construct, not to the deadline, not to the company. Rest is about being kind to the real you, the true you, yeah. the child of God. Yeah, discover yeah, yeah. That whatever this life is that God has for us, whatever this joy is, whatever this peace is, whatever this kingdom is, we will never enter it with our fake self. We will never enter it with our resume or our title or agitation. It cannot enter. It does not get in. Mm -hmm. And in the beginning, I want you to recognize that what it feels like is that our fake self is really big and that the kingdom of God is really small. Mm -hmm. And entering into the kingdom of God literally feels like and looks like becoming small. That's what it feels like. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Like setting good boundaries and resting feels like telling your boss that you can't, you don't have the bandwidth and disappointing them. And we're learning that's somehow the key to real and true life. Sometimes becoming a child looks and feels like becoming smaller, looks and feels like becoming less. It's mm. quite the opposite. Jesus is flipping everything upside down. What we're really realizing is that the eternal, expansive, generous and creative kingdom of God is too big for our small and temporary titles, yes. amen? The kingdom of God is too big for things that are literally smoke, 
things that will not really last, things that, that literally don't give you life now, they won't give you life then. We're learning. We're discovering that rest is about being kind, not to the construct, not to the goal, not to that idea, not to that corporation, not to that organization, not to that supervisor. Rest is about being kind to the real you, the true you, yeah. the child of God. We can look at this text, and yes, we have the disciples rejecting children, but have you rejected the child in you? Mm. Have you looked at the child in you and says, I'm tired, and he says, no, you're not tired. you got to keep working. Have you looked at the child in God and you and say, you know, I'm hungry. No, we don't actually need to eat. Mm. We don't have to take care of my body. We can keep going. We're strong, right? Have you looked at the child of God in you who's saying, you know, I just, I just need some more love. I need more support. And say, no, you don't need more support. You need to be stronger and tougher. Have you rejected the child of God in you? How do you treat the child of God? That part of you that's tired and sometimes small and sometimes doesn't understand. How do we treat the child of God in us? And I, I see this. I see this in people who I love. Like I, you know, I, 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 I'm a new manager. I, I became a manager. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> two years ago, and, and a year ago, I began like I had I didn't just manage products, I managed people. I was talking to another manager of color in my organization, right? And and if you're in the nonprofit world, you know, you know that nonprofits can be very white, you know. And, and being a manager, especially a manager of color, it's like a, it's like an adapting thing. You kind of adapt to it. it, it it's tiring. And so we were talking, and this is someone who loves um, students, who who believes in our mission, who is given so much for it. But we were just, I remember her sharing, she was just overwhelmed. And the job would be overwhelming enough, but that's really not what was overwhelming her. What was overwhelming her was the sense that she was a bad leader. And that sense was coming from because she thought that a good leader always had all the answers. She thought that a good leader always knew what to do, right? We look at Genesis 1, sin happens. Adam and Eve sin, right? It's a poem, it's a story. And they hide from God. And God says, where are you? And then they come on and say, we were hiding because we were naked. And what does God say? Who told you that you were naked? Mm. Who told you that something was missing? So I think about that manager. I'm like, who told you you were supposed to have everything together? Mm. Who told you you were supposed to be perfect? Who benefits from that? Who told you that you were supposed to have all the answers? Because I went to like a little training for managers and I met some, we did a mini MBA for managers and I looked around and none of them knew what they were doing. <laughs> you thought you had to? Mm-hmm. None of them had all the answers. You, you thought being a leader meant not having chaos. And the fact that chaos existed was about, was about you not being the leader. No, no, no. Being a leader is entering into chaos. Right? Mm-hmm. So these expectations and responsibilities were causing her and me to prioritize being kind to a construct of what a good manager is instead of a child of God in the word. These expectations were causing us to not be able to rest because we we needed to have all the answers. The people above you don't have all the answers. It's just they're just better at cosplay, aren't they? Mm. My husband, so many people who are doing not just one thing, they're doing lots of things. There's students and 
and, 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 and the employees and, and maybe some of you have partners and some of your parents doing lots of things at the same time. And, and I talk to a lot of people like this who are doing so much and they sometimes feel like they're not doing enough. And there's a subtle whisper that says, you should be farther along than you are. Who, t- who told you mm. that you had to be farther along in anything mm. to construct the empire? Your child of God's self is exactly where they need to be. Your child of God's self is enough. Your child of God's self, rest tells us that we don't have to be someone else. We're exactly who we're supposed to be. Rest tells us we don't have to do something else. We've actually done enough. Yeah. Um, we went to uh, Ecuador and we went to a volcano with a lake in the middle of it. It's called Kilotor. It's a beautiful volcano. This beautiful, beautiful, uh, giant lake surrounded by kind of that worm of the volcano. And it took like an hour and 10 minutes of walking steep down to get to the bottom of the lake. So you start out kind of at the edge of the volcano and then you get, it's a really far like trip and it's very physically exhausting and you're 14,000 feet in the air. So the air is there, there's literally less air in the air and it's tiring. It's also worth noting that like two weeks before that, like I went biking, we we're gonna do like a, like an all day bike tour. 30 minutes in, I passed out on the like, side of an Ecuadorian road. Like I have like a, a, a very cute Ecuadorian woman who has a shot that gives me some fruit. Uh, so like it's hard. Like you literally don't have the same amount of hair. And so we're going down and I'm, I'm tired, you know, I'm tired and, and we meet this guy who, let's just start out by saying, is a child of God. Yeah. Is a child of God. We meet this guy. But this child of God has been raised in toxic masculinity. This Mm -hmm. child of God has been surrounded by machismo, about what a man is and what a man is not. Men are strong. They can't be weak. Men have to have it together. Men can't show emotions. Men can't be vulnerable. Men have to be stronger and faster and better. And so we meet him and we want to get to know him and, and he gives us, he tells us how cool he is. He tells us all the cool people. Have you met this? Have you met people like this? You meet them and you're actually interested in them, but they're telling you how cool they are and how many places they've been and all the great things that they've accomplished. You never ask her that. And they're like, okay, that's interesting, right? And we get to the we get to the volcano and he's like, I'm going to get there first, right? Who told you that mm. you're in the most beautiful place in the world? Who told you you need to get there first? Who told you this was a speed run? <laughs> like, wow. who, who told you that, right? The construct, not your real child of God's self, right? So he like zooms down the mountain, he gets there. And we get there probably like 20, 30 minutes later, having a good time. Um, and we have to go back up. There's like no elevator. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm just being honest with you. I just, I'm sure I could go back up, but I would be ruined for the next like two days. <laughs> I, I'm not adapted to the air. I'm actually just not that physically strong. And I could admit that. And the thing is, is that when I told him, uh, yeah, like I, I'm not going to be able to go back up there. I'm going to have to like get up. You can get a horse for like 10, 10 bucks and like go up, right? I'm going to have to get a horse. And he looks at me and says, what? <laughs> there are literally women climbing back up. Ooh. Happy International Women's Month. Okay. <laughs> there, are, there, are, what? Now, there are little girls who have climbed up. If they climb up, I have to climb up. Yikes. 
Oh, who, who told you you had to be better than another child of God? Yeah. Who told you you couldn't look up to women? Mm-hmm. Who told you you? Who told you you had to be the strongest in the room? Mm-hmm. Who told you that? Because it's killing the child of God in you. You can't be honest. You can't be tired. You have to keep going. That is exhausting. Mm-hmm. That is exhausting. And so he he climbed back up the mountain because he had to be strong. Um, our cosplay is killing us. And our costumes are killing us. The pretend that we have it all together, we have all the answers. We don't have all the answers. We don't have it all together. We are still children of God. And there's a child of God in you that today may be tired, who's asking for rest. And some, some of us, sometimes we don't give that child of God the rest, the patience, the love, the kindness that they deserve as a child of God. And so what we're learning is that unless we become like children, right? We thought that the kingdom of God was in the important that God tells us is actually somehow in the unimportant. We thought the kingdom of God was in achieving our goals and we, we find out that people who have set no goals and accomplished no goals are somehow at the center mm. of what this kingdom of God is about. We thought that the kingdom mm. of God was in about was in education and experience and in title and position. But we actually discovered that people about any of those things are actually enough. What does it look like for you to be kind, not to the company, not to the organization, not to the concept, not to the deadline, but to the real you, to the true you, to the child of God you? What does it look like to stop? Mm-hmm. Because the thing is that if you can't stop, you're not free. If you can't stop, yeah. you're not free. What does it look like for you to stop? What does it feel like, look like, actually mean for us to stop? Um, I remember being a creative intern at uh, an organization. And, you know, one of the problems of art, one of the dilemmas of art is like, when do you stop? Like, you're working on a piece. When is it ready? When is it done? Now, if you're an artist, you know this dilemma, right? And I'm a, I'm a perfectionist. I want it to be the best it can, can be. And so I was working really hard, working really hard, putting all this time into sometimes things that did not really warrant or justify or, or deserve that much of my time and energy. And my supervisor, my, my boss, comes up to me and says, Sean, you know, um, you know, when you're 80% done, you know that feeling when you're like 80% done? I'm like, yeah, I know that feeling. That's when you're really done. <laughs> that's, that's it. Okay. Like, whatever you think 100% is, 80% is when you're really done. So work all the way to 80 and then stop. And it, at first it was like insulting to me. I'm like, no, I have to give it 100%. I have to be perfect. Who told you how to be perfect? Who, who? And, and this has been so life-giving to me because I realized that rest is to do something, to do it, to, to do it well as, as best you can, but to do it and then to stop even though it's imperfect and incomplete. Right? Rest feels like a week of a lot of good things and bad things and ugly things and shiny things and beautiful things. A life that is completely unending and the tasks keep on coming, the work never stops, but stopping anyway. Rest is stopping at 80%. And really, it can actually be a different percentage for you because you know your body, you know your energy. You can listen to your child of God's self. Your child of God will tell you. <laughs> but, but there's something beautiful about realizing I don't have to be perfect. I can actually stop 80, and 80 is enough. 
I think that what I do on Saturdays when I Sabbath, when I stop working, is actually practicing ultimately one day for when I, when, 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 when I, when I finish my life. When you finish your life, there are going to be constant number of things that are unfinished, that are incomplete, things that you wanted to do and you didn't get to. What I practice on Saturdays is looking at a week that is incomplete, unfinished, is a, at times feels inadequate, and looking at it and saying, it's finished, it's done, it's enough. And, 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 and that's what Europe and I are being invited into. Um, there's a, a, I mean, you have to like Pixar movies. Yay. I've been reading a book called Creativity Inc. about how Pixar was created. And the founder of Pixar, Ed Campbell, one of the three founders, he says that there's this dynamic in creative or artwork. There's the dynamic of the ugly baby and the hungry beast. The ugly baby and the hungry beast. Now, that just like sounds biblical. I don't think it sounds biblical, it just sounds biblical, right? And so he says the hungry beast is the fact that the corporation always wants more, always wants more, always wants more. It's a hungry beast that is never satisfied. You give it an award-winning film, the best animated film in the history of the history of the world, right? It's never enough, it wants more. And, and so then this practical, it's like you have a thousand people working, but they're not all working at the same time to make a film. So we gotta keep everyone working. And they, the, the beast is always hungry and it never has enough. And then there's the ugly baby. And here's the insight. We find out that every beautiful, amazing, glorious Pixar movie was at first an ugly baby. That think about your favorite movie like Toy Story or Up or Finding Nemo. The first time that they had finished the script, finished the story, finished all the characters, put into animation with just drawings and a voiceover, just a very rough cut of the movie. That version is an ugly baby. You would not recognize some of your favorite films at their first instance. But the hungry beast doesn't like the ugly babies. The hungry beast doesn't know what to do with them. And so sometimes the empire, in its effort to have amazing films, destroys ugly babies and doesn't get anything original, doesn't get anything true, doesn't get anything real. And so the art, the work of an artist is to protect the ugly baby. What if your week is an ugly baby? Oof. What if the thing that you look at and you say, man, it's unimportant, incomplete, if it's unfinished, what if it's the ugly baby that we'll look at 100 years from now, we'll look at in eternity and say, that was true and beautiful. That's where the kingdom of God was. Choosing to be kind to the real you is being kind to the unfamiliar you, the unfinished you, the incomplete you, the imperfect you. And it's better to be kind to the real you than to build a construct that will never serve you. Um, I went to Ecuador and I, I found out you can kill a waterfall. Do you, do you know this? Um, we had seen beautiful waterfalls, amazing waterfalls. And we were on a trip and we were turning abandoned. The family in the car said, we're about to see a really beautiful waterfall. And, uh, and it was just a creek. There was no waterfall there. They're like, oh, they must have killed that waterfall. Mm. I didn't know that waterfalls could die. There are waterfalls in the planet today that have existed for hundreds of years. Mm. And yet you can kill a waterfall. And I was like, how do you kill a waterfall? Well, you take the rocks around it, the rocks that focus it, you remove the rocks, usually for mining, and then you remove the trees around that area, deforestation, because it's actually the trees that funnel in the water into the river mm -hmm. that provide 
the power and the flow of the river. So if you remove the trees that provide the water and the rocks that limit and focus the water, you can kill a waterfall. Do you know that you are a waterfall? <laughs> you are infinite and limited. You are never ending and finite. <laughs> you are a waterfall. And the empire is constantly deforesting. Oof. You are a waterfall. And the empire is constantly extracting. You are a waterfall. And the empire is constantly removing the rocks, the boundaries, the limits that make you focus and give you life. What does it look like to be kind, not to the companies that extract, but to the waterfall that you are? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll close with this. So yes, Jesus says, come. Come as a little child and enter the kingdom of God. Don't let, don't, don't, don't rebuke, don't reject, don't hinder the child in you from coming. But Many of us aren't children anymore. And what's beautiful is that there is also another invitation, an invitation to those of us who are children of God, who are tired, who are weary, who are burdened, who have seen things. And I want us to hear this, like, this is the first time hearing this. I want, to hear this. I want us to hear this like God is speaking over us. So I want you to, right now, wherever you are, I want you to take your hand and put it on your heart. Are you tired? Mm. Are you weary? What is the child of God in you saying? What is the child of God in you needing from you right now? I want you to hear these words. These words are to those who were once children are now are adults. Those who once were free and innocent and now feel less free and feel less innocent. This, this, this is for those of us who, who've seen things and experienced things and we don't know how to find that child of God in us again. Jesus says this to us, come to me. Yes, you. Come to me. Yes, you. Come to me. Yes, you. All you who are weary. All you who are burdened. And I will give you rest. Rest is about being kind to the real you, the true you, the child of God you. Rest is about investing not in the construct, not in the resume, not in the title, position, or the income, but the real you, the true you, the child of God in you. And when we discover this, when we understand that rest about being kind to the real you, we realize that it's the only you that mm. rest is about being kind to the real you, the only you that matters. Amen. Thank you. Hey.